MMA fans can be weird. Now that I've insulted you all, let's talk about why. See, in other sports, winning is usually enough to make you a star. If you're an all-time great in your sport, chances are you're beloved by the fans of your team, hated by rivals, but largely respected and appreciated by all. Not so much in MMA. Being great doesn't always mean your career accomplishments will get you recognized by the fans. For one reason or another, we pick and choose who we give our flowers to, and so today call me a florist because these fighters deserve their due. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point. A huge thank you to the biggest channel supporters in our Hall of Famers. And these are 10 great fighters who are massively underappreciated. Number 10, Kid Yamamoto. Unfortunately for the late Kid Yamamoto, who sadly passed a few years after his last fight due to cancer, what most fans know him for because it was the most high-profile promotion he'd ever fought in, is his UFC run, which did not go well at all. Yamamoto would enter the promotion against Demetrius Johnson, talk about a bad draw, and would see three straight losses in the the UFC before a three-year layoff and a final bout that ended via accidental eye poke. And so unfairly, Kid was seen by a lot of MMA fans as an entirely forgettable talent, but that could not be further from the truth, as his 14-fight unbeaten streak from 2002 to 2007 had some incredible wins and showcased Yamamoto's true ability, particularly his time fighting for heroes, where he would defeat via stoppage Hoyler Gracie. <laughs> Uno, Genki Sudo, and in the fastest recorded knockout in major MMA promotional history, he would put away Kazuyuki Miyata in just four seconds. your heart out game bread, my dude did it faster and 13 years earlier. The victory during that unbeaten run that has aged like one of those really fancy cheeses that cost way too much is over dream and all-time one championship great Bibiano Fernandez. Kid's tragic passing makes this entry all the more upsetting. Hopefully a few of you look up his fights now after maybe hearing about him for the first time. Number 9, King Mo. It is pretty crazy how a career can turn in a moment and never get back on track. By all accounts, King Mo had the tools to be an all-time great. They, they give you the tools. A collegiate wrestling standout with power in his hands. And early on, he would prove those right who thought he had great potential when he defeated Gegard Masasi four rounds to one to earn the Strikeforce light heavyweight title. He followed that up with a disappointing third round TKO loss to Feijiao, but then knocked out the unbeaten Hadra Gracie in the first round to bounce back before earning a massive win over Lorenz Larkin, who was at the time undefeated. But that is where the trouble started. The victory would be overturned after he pissed hot and then he'd be released from Strike Force after he called INSAC Commissioner Pat Lundvall a bitch on Twitter for asking him if he could speak and read English during his hearing. Mo was almost certainly headed for the UFC with speculation that he could have given John Jones trouble, but the incident would see him head to Bellator instead with mixed results. In 2015, however, he would show yet again that spark of greatness when he won the Ryzen Heavyweight GP by KOing Yuri Prohaska in the finals. <laughs> While his career didn't turn out how it could have, there's no doubt that King Mo was elite, but he has gone largely unappreciated by fans. Number 8. Sergei Karatanov What if I told you there was a heavyweight who'd beaten Pedro Hizo, Alistair Overeem, Andre Arlovsky, Matt Mitrione, Roy Nelson? The one thing about the 
The beard, it just kind of grows on you. And all-time great Fabrizio Verdum. You'd probably say, wow, yeah, that guy had a solid career by any measure, just from what I learned right there. And you would be right, but Sergei Karatanov was even more than that. Entering Pride FC at 6-1, the paratrooper fired off a pair of wins before entering the Pride 2004 GP and KOing Ninja Hua and Shemi Schilt before running into the second greatest fighter of that era, Big Dog, who was on his way to fighting Fedor for the second time in the finals. He amassed an impressive 34-9 career at heavyweight with 32 stops, 23 via KO, TKO, and 9 via sub, so he was no one-trick pony. The guy fought and won as recently as last year, TKOing Tyrone Spong at Eagle FC. Is he the greatest heavyweight of all time? Of course not, he's not there. But is he a heavyweight that deserves way more recognition from fans for how dangerous he was and how well he fared in arguably the best era of the sport for big men? You bet your ass. Number 7. Cub Swanson I would say that I have a personal bias here because Cub Swanson is one of my favorite fighters of all time, but honestly, this shit sells itself. I don't need to be a fan to recognize that Killer Cub is fantastic and deserves way more love. First of all, the dude never puts on a bad fight, and his six fight of the night bonuses will attest to that, along with his two knockouts and performances of the night. He is tied with Max Holloway and Yair Rodriguez for the most featherweight bonuses. That's not bad company, eh? Oh, and he's in the UFC Hall of Fame for his fight with Duho Choi, my personal favorite fight ever. He's got wins over Charlie Olives and Dustin Poirier. He TKO'd Darren Elkins in the first round. Who does that? Only Chad Mendez can say the same. Did he ever fight for a title? No. But his six-fight win streak on the lead-up to that Frankie Edgar fight was a hell of a run. He was right on the cusp. For such a blood and guts and entertaining fighter, it's pretty amazing how underappreciated Cub Swanson was and still is today. Number six, Marlon Marais. Let me run some numbers by you because I bet you're thinking right now, dude, what are you talking about? Marais doesn't belong on this list. Oh, really? Well, I'm sure you would not contend that he's not exactly been revered by fans, yes? Then okay, we've got one element of this. Let's talk about the rest. He went on a 13-fight run to enter the UFC as the five-time, five-time, five-time defending WSOF bantamweight champion. During that run, he beat former WEC champ Miguel Torres. His four-fight win streak in the UFC on the way to that vacant bantamweight title fight with Henry Cejudo that he would lose included three finishes with three performance bonuses. The one that really stands out today would be the time he KO'd Aljo in just over a minute, made the dude dab sleeping. And yes, he did have a steep late career decline. It happens to the best of them, but he still managed a win over Jose Aldo during that time when he'd only ever lost to Connor, Max, and Volk. So back to earlier, if you heard Marlon's name and thought, what the hell is he doing on this list? He's a perfect candidate because the guy actually had a pretty damn impressive run and absolutely nobody talks about it. Number five, Igor Vochanchin. When people are talking about the all-time greats in the bigger weight classes, you almost never hear about Igor Vochanchin. Now, I know part of that is because the guy fought in the 90s and early 2000s. I mean, he barely made it past the tough finale before he retired, but let me tell you youngsters why this guy deserves way more love. First of all, he had a 38-fight unbeaten streak at one point, and he got stoppages in 32 of those fights. He won eight one-night tournaments. And while, yes, a lot of this happened on the regional scene in Russia and Ukraine, his resume after that stands true, though. He TKO'd Gary Goodridge at Pride 4, KO'd Mark Kerr, his first ever loss. It got overturned, but he beat him again a year later, and this time it stuck. He finished Goodridge again, and then Sakuraba on the same night, before losing to Mark Coleman in the finals of the 2000 Pride GP, breaking that epic streak he had. But the guy would end his career with the second most bouts and wins in Pride FC history, and the third most KOs. Igor is the definition of underrated. Number 
Number four, Genki Sudo. Forget Genki Sudo the fighter being underappreciated. How about Genki Sudo the person? This guy is seriously unbelievable. We truly did not deserve him in mixed martial arts. He's written 15 books. I know people who haven't read 15 books. He was the lead singer of a techno group where he choreographed all their elaborate dances. He was an actor, a composer, a director, a professional calligrapher. What is even that? What is that? And he is now a member of the House of Counselors in the Japanese government. Oh yeah, and he was a fighter. Did I mention that? From 1998 to 2006, he would amass 16 wins in 21 bouts with victories over the likes of Mike Brown via triangle armbar. That one aged very well. Nate Marquardt in Pancrase. He KO'd Hoyler Gracie. And perhaps my favorite of his wins, he heel-hooked Butterbean. But it wasn't just the fights, it was the entrances too, my god. This man has the greatest entrances in the history of the sport. They're truly works of art, he elevated what it means to walk out to a fight. And most badass of all, he retired young. He didn't stay too long. People were saying, oh, it was too early that he should have kept going. He was 8-1 in his last 9 with wins in K1 Heroes and the UFC. But the guy had better things to do, like all the stuff I mentioned earlier earlier. Considering he's one of the most unique fighters in the history of the sport, the man is massively underappreciated. Number 3. Stipe Miocic It's weird, when John Jones won the heavyweight title and started talking about wanting that fight with Stipe, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited to fight Stipe Miocic. Yeah. There was a contingent of fans online that simply did not understand it. So you are laughing. Yeah. That is the problem. Why would he want to fight 40-year-old Stipe when he could fight Sergei Pavlovich? If that doesn't tell you the level of disrespect given to Miocic, I don't know what does. And I do realize that some of that is what have you done for me lately, as Pavs had three fights in the last year, while Stipe hasn't fought since 2021. But there's a reason Jones is calling him out, and it's not because he thinks it's the easy fight, it's because he sees Miocic as the greatest UFC heavyweight of all time. Not that you'd know that with how fans have dismissed his accomplishments from start to finish. The most consecutive title defenses at heavyweight, the most championship defenses, he is tied with Couture for the most victories in UFC heavyweight title fights, he beat Verdum, he beat JDS, he beat Francis, he beat Cormier. Show me a more impressive UFC heavyweight resume. You can't, because there is none. But all along the way, it just feels like fans never quite got on board with the amazing run he was putting together, and the dismissal of him since the Nganu loss further illustrates just how underappreciated Cleveland's finest really is. Number 2. Megumi Fujii I have luckily had the chance to write about Megumi a few other times, but it's honestly never enough. Too much is never enough. This woman is so massively underappreciated. She started back in 2004, that's pre-Tough Boom. Ronda wouldn't hit the UFC for another decade nearly, and in a six-year time frame after her start, Fujii would go on a 22-fight unbeaten streak with 19 finishes. There's the tap! Megumi! Mega Megu Fujii! 19 finishes at straw weight. Yeah, let that sink in. She was so far ahead of her time, it's actually been to her detriment because nobody was paying attention. But she was absolutely the pound for pound best female fighter in the world during her prime. Seriously, go back and watch some of her fights. It's like she came from the future. 
three years, Cyberden will become the largest supplier of military computer systems. She was just so well-rounded, a complete fighter. Truly, I believe you could drop her into the mix today, and she would be right at the top, championship caliber. Her background, too, is so badass. A black belt in judo and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, an international master of sport in sambo, and she was the protege of Josh Barnett. That's metal as fuck. She is a pioneer of women's fighting that should be right up there with Ronda and Gina and all the other trailblazers. Truly a generational talent. It is a crime that Megumi and the entirety of her 26-3 career is not more well-known amongst fans. Number 1. Demetrius Johnson Strangely enough, Mighty Mouse's run in one has been highly revered by all those fans who entirely dismissed him during one of the best championship reigns in the history of the entire sport. Go figure. Fans just did not appreciate or connect with Johnson no matter what he did, and truly I'm not sure what he could have done more. The man completely owned a division for the better part of five years and beat every single top contender put in front of him, besides TJ Dillashaw, of course. No. I didn't go all the way with her. Of course, but can you blame the guy for not wanting that fight? First and foremost, I cheated. They tried to bully him into it when the man was a single victory away from setting the all-time record for the most title defenses, a legacy-defining accomplishment. The media claims he's the pound-for-pound best fighter in the world. Right. I think Conor McGregor is the pound-for-pound best fighter in the world. And I don't like the excuse that this was going to be some big payday. Fans didn't care about Johnson before they decided to get mad at him for not wanting to fight Dillashaw, and that still would have been the case. Maybe that fight did 100k more buys. Johnson is one of the most perfect fighters of all time, technically and strategically. He's achieved unbelievable accomplishments, has been a model public figure, but so many people simply do not care, or at least didn't in his prime. No greater fighter has been more underappreciated. Mighty Mouse was an obvious number one. Another obvious number one is the editor of this video, Luke Taylor. The guy does some amazing edits. Please show him some love on his socials, as well as Ben Rosette, who has provided the soundtrack today. The biggest of thank yous to our channel champions. If you love On Point and want even more exclusive content or want to have a voice in the creation process for our videos, maybe think about becoming a member by clicking the join button below the video. If not, that's cool, but if you enjoyed the video, liking and subscribing would be awesome. Who are some other underappreciated fighters sound off in the comments below thanks so much for watching i will catch you folks later